Non-Monogamy Help is a podcast where your questions about open, non-monogamous or polyamorous relationships are answered. Our host, Lola Phoenix, will consult a licensed therapist with over a decade of experience to address your problems. Names and locations have been changed or censored to keep your questions anonymous. You're listening to Non-Monogamy Help, the podcast. of the Non-Monogamy Help podcast. I'm Lola Phoenix. Please send your questions to nonmonogamyhelp at gmail.com and they'll either be read in the podcast or the column anonymously. If you would like to read the columns and listen to more of the podcast, you can go to nonmonogamyhelp.com. You can subscribe to our newsletter by going to go.nonmonogamyhelp.com forward slash email even. And you can follow us on Twitter at nonmonogamyhelp. If you want to support the columns in the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. Even $1 a month really helps support everything that goes into running this. I say we, it's just me. It's me all on my own, editing all of this stuff and posting all the tweets and doing all the crap. So even $1 a month just shows you, shows me rather, bleh, that um, you support all the things that I'm doing. So yeah, if you'd like to do that, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Lola Phoenix, L-O-L-A-P-H-O-E-N-I-X. And if you donate $5 or more a month, your name, with your permission, of course, I'm not just going to do it, so I will ask what you want me to read. It will be read at the end of the podcast. Let's get to this week's discussion question. If this is the first time you're hearing the podcast, every week before I read the letter, I put forth a discussion question, and you can use it to get to know your friends, partners, metamors, anyone that you would like to get to know a little bit more. And I'll also, I also answer it myself briefly, just to give you a little bit of context. This week's discussion question is, what does an escalation in a relationship mean to you? And I think this is really important because I have referenced before on the column and the podcast the article entitled Relationship Escalator, and that's all about the fact that in society we have a sort of script in relationships of how it's supposed to go. Like you're supposed to meet and then hook up or date and then over a period of time you move in and then maybe you have kids and then or well you get married usually and then have kids sometimes and then you die together basically (laughs) is the kind of escalator script that you're given of how relationships should go um when you are in an open or polyamorous relationship or non-monogamous relationship you can't really follow that script with every single person because obviously i mean you can move in with all of your partners but you can't really do that individually with each person so what does an escalation mean to you in a relationship i think for me this is actually quite difficult to pin down because i guess moving in would be kind of the ultimate escalation like but i'd i'd really like to live with all of my partners just because i'm lazy and it would be super easy um but whether or not that's feasible really doesn't seem you know i can't really blame yeah i'm I'm very very much i'm not necessarily like adamantly on parallel polyamory which parallel parallel polyamory say that five times fast parallel polyamory is basically where you know your relationships are very separate and you don't necessarily have metamors being best friends or sometimes even knowing about each other it's not like it's don't ask don't tell where you basically it is what it says on the tin but it's kind of like doing things a little bit separately and I tend to do that more or less and that's mostly just because I feel like there's way too much pressure for people to meet and be like besties with their metamors when if all you have in common is that you both have a relationship with the same person that sometimes just isn't actually enough to form a friendship on and if you don't have a lot in common and you feel pressured to be in a relationship with each other that can be quite difficult so yeah but 
I can't really have that perception and then feel like, oh, all of my partners should be able to live with one another because it would be super easy. I think that might be more difficult than it sounds. So yeah, it's hard to say what an escalation really means to me, but you may have very specific ideas. I don't really, I'm not really interested in marriage. I don't really want to have kids. So I, <laughs> all of those typical signs of some type of escalation aren't really applicable to me. So yeah, maybe you ought to discuss this with your partners. Let me repeat the discussion question. What does an escalation in a relationship mean to you? Now, let's get to this week's letter. My metamora, Kay, suffers with depression and anxiety. I feel it would be unfair to admit this. They have been dating our partner, Pip, for a year longer than I have. My relationship, or friendship, with Kay started to go downhill about a year ago after they found out that Pip and I were fluid bonded and regularly had sex without condoms. Kay has another partner with whom they are fluid bonded and have had been and have been with for several years. Since then, Pip has suggested that we move in together, introduced me to their parents, and planned a big holiday for us to visit their relatives in another country. The last time I met Kay, it was clear that they were blaming me for plotting these relationship escalations, even though they were all initiated by Pip, which it turns out they had failed to mention. Kay told me that they had a fear I was going to change to being monogamous and, quote, drag Pip down with me, unquote. I feel it isn't my fault that between the two of them they have never had any of these discussions about how their relationship could escalate, despite over 2.5 years of dating. I said I thought it was pretty normal to at least discuss these kind of escalations by that point in a relationship. Kay said, quote, It's always going to be unfair if one partner is always planning ahead and then the other partner never even gets a chance. Unquote. I feel really stuck in the middle here and unfairly blamed. I don't feel I can break it to Kay that all of these life events were initiated by Pip. Then they would want to know why Pip hadn't sought out the same things in their relationship. But I feel like I have to either do that or just pretend to accept some of the quote-unquote blame for things moving forward in my own relationship with Pip. This all happened just before lockdown and I've had very little interaction with Kay since the climax of this whole saga. I know that this all makes the situation really awkward for Pip, but I don't know what to do to make it better. I feel like I don't want any kind of relationship with Kay now. Before we get to this week's answer, I'm going to quickly plug this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp. Quite often in a lot of my columns and podcasts, I encourage people to seek a polyamory-friendly therapist. And for some people, looking locally for a therapist who might be supportive or understanding of polyamory can be impossible or out of their budget range. BetterHelp allows you to find therapists online that you can send messages to at any time of day, and they do offer some financial aid. You can get 10% off with your first month by using the promo code nonmonogamyhelp or going to betterhelp.com forward slash non-monogamy help. Now let's get to this week's answer. Right, so initially when I'm reading through all of this, my first instinct is to be like, don't have any relationship with Kay. If you, you don't have to have any kind of friendship or anything with Kay. But the thing that kind of really bugs me about this entire situation is you are doing Pip's work for them. And that's really not cool. I would have just outwardly said straight to Kay's face from the beginning that they started to blame me for all of this, that this was initiated by Pip. And if they had a problem about their relationship with Pip, then they needed to go speak to Pip and not to me because I have no control over that. I I would have outwardly said that. It makes Pip's life awkward tickety tough. Okay, Pip's life is awkward then, and that is a, a, a direct consequence of Pip not having those discussions with Kay. 
especially if Kay's gonna talk to me, if we're gonna talk and we're gonna have a friendship and you're gonna start blaming me for stuff that's not my fault, I'm going to immediately tell you who initiated this stuff. And I'm not sure why you haven't done that. Okay, it makes Pip's life awkward. Big deal. Pip made Pip's life awkward. The second that Pip decided not to have these discussions with Kay was the moment where Pip made Pip's life awkward. Especially if Pip knew that you and Kay were talking. At what point does it make any sense? So, yeah, two things. First and foremost, you are not required to have any kind of friendship or relationship with Kay if you don't want to. And I know, like, I've gone through depression and anxiety myself. Anxiety is something that I've got. It's tough. I get it. But that is something that you can, especially if the anxiety is technically kind of being caused by you, which it's not really. But I can understand from Kay's perspective feeling really anxious about the way that your relationship is escalating and feeling like that's not happening to me and wondering why. I can get that. That's a, that's a totally logical reason for having that. However, if Kay is using you to voice these concerns, you can set your own boundaries. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be like an either or situation. It doesn't have to be like, excuse me, Kay, fuck off, never speak to me again. It doesn't have to be like that. But you can set very clear boundaries with Kay. And, and it's understandable they have anxiety. It's understandable that they have these problems. But you're not their therapist. And you're certainly not Kay and Pip's couples therapist at all. So you can very clearly say to Kay, if you have a problem with what's going on in your relationship with Pip, then you need to speak to Pip or relationship therapist and not to me. Because that is unfair to you. It puts you in the middle of a situation that you have a stake in and it isn't, it, 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 it's, it would be no different if you and Kay and Pip were all friends and you went to, I don't know, Disney World with Pip and Kay was really upset because Pip had always said that they would take Kay to Disney World and instead of going to Pip and saying, hey, why didn't you take me to Disney World? Kay came to you and said, hey, why did Pip take you? Like, it would be the same if you were friends. You, you, you wouldn't want to be in the middle of this. So don't allow yourself to be. Put very clear boundaries down with Kay. You don't have to be like, fuck off forever and never speak to me again. Because I do kind of think that you know, maybe there are other things you have in common. Maybe a, a even a casual, cordial friendship is possible between the two of you. It's just that because Kay is using this as a means to voice their grievances and their relationship with Pip, it's very difficult to be friends with that. So make that very clear and very known. And the thing of it is, the other thing that, that Kay said that you said, it, it's unfair, it's always going to be unfair if one partner is always planning ahead and then the other partner never even gets a chance. The problem that I have with this kind of mindset, again, when we were discussing about the relationship escalator and about how there's this thought process within monogamy where it's like, okay, you meet and then you are together and then you decide to move in together and then you have babies and then you, you know, all of that progression. The reason why that's so complicated within a polyamorous framework is because some of that is is contingent upon there being only one person who does that it's going to be very hard for someone to live that kind of life and progression if it's only one person and the thing of it is all of the relationship escalating things you've mentioned about like going on trips together meeting their parents and moving in i mean some of those things may be things that Pip only wants to do with one person but they aren't necessarily completely limited to one person like they could be things that Kay has done as well. But if Kay wants to be the first, and if Kay wants to be the only, then that's always going to be an issue. And that is something that Pip has to address with Kay. Not with you. This is not your battle to fight. So yeah, that's the first thing, is that 
you need to set clearer boundaries with Kay about what can be discussed. And if you have to get really blunt and really honest about it, then do. Because it's your right to say, look, I'm not involved in this. It, it, you can't control if Kay wants to blame you. Like, there's nothing you can control about that. But you can absolutely control how much you hear about this kind of stuff. And you can absolutely say, listen, if you continue to have discussions with me about your relationship with Pip and about how unfair you think all this is, then I will not speak to you anymore. Because I am not the one who you should be talking to about this. If you feel like Pip is not treating you fairly, then you need to speak with Pip and leave me out of it. And you can make that very, very, very clear so that Kay either decides to stop speaking to you altogether or decides to stop speaking to you about this. The second thing that's kind of going on here that I don't think you're really focusing on is that you are bending over backwards to make this situation easier for Pip. Why? Why are you doing that? Pip should be the one who's talking to Kay about this. And you have that realization in, in your letter. You're talking about like, you know, Kay, uh, all of these things were initiated by Pip, which they had failed to mention to Kay. And you don't understand why in their 2.5 years of dating, they have never had that discussion. And it is not your fault that they have never had that discussion. It's Pip's fault in a way. It's also Kay's fault a little bit, like it's like both of them, like Pip's not doing anything and Kay's talking to you about it instead. They both need to stop it. And I, I kind of feel like you're, you're holding Kay super responsible in a way that you're not holding Pip responsible. Pip is kind of, should share some of this blame as well. And you're kind of just like, oh, I don't want to make things, all of this is going to make the situation really awkward for Pip. T tough shit. Like, honestly, I do think you need to be a little bit more talking to Pip as well, as well as telling Kay, like, look, these are my boundaries. I'm not going to have this discussion with you. If you have a problem with the relationship that you have with Pip, then you need to speak with Pip. Equally, you can go to Pip and be like, Kay is talking to me about this stuff. You need to talk to Kay. You need to do that because I am not the one who's going to be put in the middle of these situations. It's not fair to me. You need to do the work that you need to do with, with Kay so that this is addressed and so that she stops coming to me. There's something clearly going on in your relationship, which is not my business, but it's, it's being made into my business. So please do something about that. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to hold Pip a little bit responsible because it isn't your job to fix this situation. You say you don't know what you can do to make it better. You can't do anything to make it better. Pip is the person that needs to do something to make it better. So to sum up two things, first thing, you need to put more boundaries in between you and Kay when it comes to discussing this. You can absolutely say, I do not want to discuss this with you. And you need to say that if that's how you feel. And then Kay can either choose to continue whatever friendship that you would have had without this, or Kay can choose to not talk to you. But either way, you were allowed to put that boundary in. Second thing, you need to hold Pip, like give Pip some of the blame for this. Be a little bit more annoyed with Pip than you are with Kay because this is Pip's relationship, which Pip is not clearly not addressing and you can say to Pip directly Kay is coming to me and talking to me about this stuff why you need to talk to Kay you need to figure this out because it's not fair for me to be put in the middle of it and you can say that 100% to both of them it's not fair for me to be put in the middle of this if you have to sit them both down I mean I don't think you can do that with lockdown but like if you have to sit them both down and be like I don't want to be in the middle of this anymore discuss amongst yourselves you're allowed to do that so yeah 
I'm sorry, like this, uh, I'm just really annoyed on your behalf because you shouldn't be put in the middle of this. This is absolutely, ugh. and the fact that you can't even say overtly to Kay, to, to Kay, like, Pip is the one who initiated this stuff. Say that. Just say it. Like, so, so what if it makes Pip's life awkward? It's making your life awkward, and it's not even your fault. Ugh, you don't deserve that. Anyway, I hope that helps, and good luck. Thank you for listening to this episode of Non-Monogamy Help. If you want to be awesome, you can donate to our Patreon. Donating $5 or more a month means your name, with your permission, will be read at the end of the podcast. This week's current patrons are Laura Boylan, Chris Alvary jones Duke, and James Wartell. If for whatever reason you can't become a patron because life happens, if you can take five minutes to log into iTunes, find the podcast, rate, and review it, that would be really, really helpful. It helps me get the podcast out there to new people. The more ratings and reviews it has, you know, just the better it looks. So please, if you like the podcast, please spend five minutes to do that. If you don't want to write a review, that's fine. Even just a rating is super helpful. So yeah, please head to Apple, the Apple Store or iTunes or I don't, I, I know that my podcast is on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. I, I don't use this platform, clearly. But you, if you use it, you should know how to find my podcast. Please do that. Anyway, thank you very much. That's all for this week. You'll get a new column next Friday and another podcast episode in a fortnight. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Non-Monogamy Help. Our podcast music has been provided by Chris Albury-Jones at albury-jones.com and the art was made by Dom Jung at d-o-m-d-u-o-n-g.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>